This is an AMI podcast. The greatest threat to success is not failure, but boredom. We get bored with habits because they stop delighting us. The outcome becomes expected, and as our habits become ordinary, we start derailing our progress to seek novelty. Welcome to AMI-audio book review on AMI-audio. I'm Ramia Amudin here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And we talk all things audiobooks on this weekly podcast. And I'm going to start off by telling you, Nisreen, and everyone else who's listening, the quote of the day and where it's from. We just heard it at the top of the show. And it's from Atomic Habits. This is written by James Clear. It's one of those books that falls under the self-help, self-development category. It's a book that's not a super long listen, is just over five hours. Um, and I listened a really long time ago. It's probably time for a refresher, actually. But it was a super interesting read. First of all, that quote is one of many great quotes from the the book. I was scrolling trying to find one that would fit off of just like a first impression piece. And I couldn't choose because there were so many good ones to deal with. But anyway, Atomic Habits is kind of um, going through the process of how our brains work and how we can make habits, make or break habits that'll you know, help us develop into better versions of ourselves. So I brought this one because, Nizreen, I know how interested you were in this kind of genre of reads. Absolutely right. I am going through this phase right now and so far, loving it. It's pretty nice, right? Yeah, it is. I'm really um, liking the kind of trending up of the books that are like this, of authors of the books actually narrating themselves. And it's really just, you know, it hits that much better when the authors narrate the books themselves. Fantastic. So we like to start off our show by giving you a glance at the CELA homepage, celalibrary.ca. And I like to give you a preview of the three titles at the top. These are the featured titles. The Madness of Crowds by Louise Penny is the first one. This is a mysteries and crime stories choice. Taste. My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci. This is food writing, and we talked a little bit about it last week with our friends from CELA, Karen McKay and Teresa Power. Interesting um, interesting review that we highlighted for this one. And the last third feature title on CELA is The Heart Principle by Helen Hone. And this is contemporary romance. We'll most probably talk about this one next week, uh, but we will get to know the first one from the featured titles list a little bit later on in the show. But Nazreen, we'll talk about what's trending or better known as what people are talking about right now in the audiobook world. Yeah, so we're starting off with this week's hottest releases. According to audiobooks.com, number one, is W.E.B. Griffin, Rogue Asset by Jeffrey Wilson and Brian Andrews. And going to the second, uh, going to number two, is apparently There Were Complaints, which is a memoir by Sharon Gless. A, uh, the Ballerinas by Rachel Kapalk-Dale. The Veiled Throne by Ken Liu. And Call Us What We Carry by Amanda Gorman, which are poems. And you can check out the rest of this week's hottest book releases on audiobooks.com. Moving on. 
So Audible tweeted out asking their followers, have you reached your goal for your 2021 reads? And I wanted to ask you, Ramya, uh-huh. have you reached your 2021 listening goal? Because I know you read a lot of books, so... And don't even think about asking me this question back because I won't answer. But because uh, I'm a freshie, not going to lie. And no shame in that. I'm a freshie in the listening mm. uh, world. But it the question is to you. Well, I mean, I listen to a fair amount, like two two books average a month that's not bad right so 24 books a year um is basically the quota and yeah i've reached that goal i haven't really skipped any books so we were part of um, the kelly and company audiobook club so there you automatically read one book of the month and i've definitely followed through on all those listens and then there's a second book if you're part of amir khan's evening book club which is like it coincides with the same day of the Kelly and Company book club. So then there's an extra book to read. So 24 books is basically my quota and I've reached that all. Now, this is nothing, Nazreen, or at least it's it's barely enough to talk about when you think of how much some people read because I am telling you, um, there are these badges and awards and things you can get from being an Audible member, right? And some people, they are yeah constantly checking progress constantly like you don't just wait till the end of the year to say oh yeah I think I've read enough books this year there I mean throughout the year and Canada reads and all of these different uh, moments throughout people are checking in on how well they're doing and it's freaking fascinating especially because of how audible has embraced this into badges and awards like I said uh, and all these different ways to let people know heads up you know you're you're going to reach your quota if you continue on this pace. Or I thought you wanted to do this, so do better. Like, it's just, um, like, you can really keep track. Yeah, I I believe you because I saw somebody tweet out saying they've reached their 100 books goal. And I'm like, you see? What? That's four Ooh. times more than I reached. When do you <laughs> listen to these audiobooks? I want to know your strategy because that's that's so impressive to me. And part of me doesn't believe you. So I need to. <laughs> no, no, no. I believe them if they speed up the books. Yeah, and I'm sure they do. Maybe. But, yeah, but how do you focus? How do you absorb those books? You know, I can't speed up that much, you know? Um, that's true. But yeah, that's impressive. That's that's what's been going on in the trending world for audiobooks. Yeah, and I wanted to say too, like, you talk about um, absorbing, and I think that's one of the reasons why I can't get through too many more books than I already do because I feel like I have to sit and digest a book for as almost mm -hmm. as long as I've read it. You know, it took me, let's say it takes a week for me to read a book. It takes me another week to say, okay, I'm ready for the next book now because I feel like I need to pull myself out of that world and into the next one. I would forget what I would, what I read if I read that many books. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like at that point, you don't even know what the book is about if you speed it up so much. <laughs> Hey, that just counts as one book. <laughs> Listen, okay, I remember, I remember. Uh -huh. But anyways, uh -huh. here we go, folks. AMI audiobook review on AMI Audio. I'm Ramia Amuthan, your host, and Nizreen Abdel Majid is also joining us. She's our technical producer, getting in on the audiobook talk. So at this time, we want to get to one of the books that we chatted about earlier on in the show, and we press pause or play 
on this listen. So the one that we picked for today is The Madness of Crowds by Louise Penny. This is a mysteries and crime stories, and I want to get your opinion on whether you'd press pause on this listen. Eh, I don't think I want to check it out or play. Definitely want to hear it. I'll give you a synopsis to give an idea of what this book is about. Time and again, as the new year approaches, that charge is leveled against Armand Gamish. It starts innocently enough, while the residents of the Quebec village of Three Pines take advantage of the deep snow to ski and toboggan, to drink hot chocolate in the bistro and share meals together, the chief inspector finds his holiday with his family interrupted by a simple request. He's asked to provide security for what promises to be a non-event A visiting professor of statistics will be giving a lecture at the nearby university. While he's perplexed as to why the head of homicide for the Sûreté de Québec would be assigned this task, it sounds easy enough. That is, until Gamish starts looking into Professor Abigail Robinson and discovers an agenda so repulsive he begs the university to cancel the lecture. They refuse. When a murder is committed, it falls to Armin Gamish and their team to investigate the t- the crime as well as this extraordinary popular delusion. Nizreen, starting with you, do you press pause or play on this one? I press play. I love, love crime stories. I'm about it. Do you fall attention. asleep to uh, true crime drama? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Just admit I do, it. Actually. Just say it. I do. Oh, I wow. do. It's... It's it's fine. I think a lot of people do. It's fine, right? It's fine. Okay, okay, it's fine. I don't know. Don't I read an judge. article. It, it was pretty. I hear I'm it in not. Your voice. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Next person on the list, Kelly. Do you press pause or play on this one? It's Louise Penny. I hit play for sure. I enjoy, and I enjoy the character. I enjoy the team, and uh, the location for me really sold me with it being in Quebec and and the winter backdrop, just everything. Uh, I've read other mm-hmm. Louise Penny, and for sure, it's a press play. And yes, I would fall asleep, but then rewind and play it over and over again. <laughs> Amazing! Do it all the time. Amazing! Yeah. Well, you know what? I was really intrigued by the storytelling aspect just in the synopsis itself. I was like, "Wow, you're really getting to see the setting of what happens in this uh, novel thus far." And trust me, the synopsis was a little longer. I cut it a little short for show purposes. But we're checking in with an avid listener right now. We're opening up the space for conversation, discussing, recommending, browsing, conceptualizing, and of course, reminiscing on our own audiobook habits. Right now, we're checking in with the host of AMI Audio's Kelly and Company, Kelly McDonald himself. Thank you for coming on the show, Kels. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it, ladies. Yeah, it's fun. And before we get started on uh, what you have to recommend for us, I want to kind of put you through the ever-evolving AR listening skill, as I All call right. it. All so right. it's kind of an A or B, okay? Okay. Are you... A, a lazy listener, a.k.a. I really want to listen more, but I'm too busy on Netflix. Or B, pile them on. Toss me your recommendations and I'll try to hear them. Uh, I guess I kind of have to say A. I mean, I love reading, but I I don't generally invite too much. Hey, what are you reading? Want to throw that my way? I I just don't want the person then coming back to me later saying, so how did you enjoy that recommendation? Oh, well, I haven't got to it yet. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, you were too busy on Netflix. That's a better um, podcast. Excuse. Netflix sports. I know Whatever. you guys talk a lot yeah. of that here. 
I do, yeah, we do not. Um, <laughs> but moving on to discovering how picky you are with your reading. Are you A, the sleeper? I really want to listen, but I keep falling asleep. I think you already admitted to this. Or yep. B, the verifier. If it's hot on the market, I'll probably listen. No, I'm more the first. Uh, a, I will definitely listen, fall asleep, rewind. I, I will spend the time listening and get through a lot of books, but I have to really be able to take the book in, consume it, enjoy it. Exactly. I want to finish it. Then I'll forget all about it. Yes. So, Nizreen, you have a teammate here. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And final question. What means more to you? A, speed racing. So 1.5x plus is the only way that I take in audiobooks. Or B, the humanitarian. So human narrated audiobooks only, please. Uh, it would be A. I, I, I will listen sped up. I will listen to... Uh, a, a, you know, an automated voice to a point which is very new for me to actually tolerate. I, I used to be B for sure. Wow, look at that. I think someone's having a lot of time spent with Rumia and her listening habits. Bad influence? <laughs> yeah, sort of. The only difference is I actually remember the story for at least a week afterward. Okay, okay. Well, you have a recommendation <laughs> for us that you probably remember for a little longer. But, Kels, you know, you talked about how that uh, book, The Madness of Crowds by Louise Penny, really grabbed you because of where it was placed, right? Quebec, that backdrop, the snow, the winter, um, crime stories, perhaps. But anything else, when you reminisce on books that you remember listening to, do you remember, like, where you were how old you were, what was happening, was it winter, was it summer? Do you remember things like that when you reminisce? Um, generally not too much. For me, it's really within the context of the book. So I will be interested in a location, which will intrigue me. I will li like the language of the book. I mean, some things, if I find, oh, I'm having too much work here to try to understand what these people are saying, that could be a turnoff uh, for me. But with Louise Penny, for example, the first book I read of hers, it was more that environment being in Quebec. Wow. That's cool. Mm. Let's see how Quebec is portrayed. Um, and then very pleasantly surprised by the graphicness of the descriptions and the action. It moved also. The timing for me is everything. If something drags too long, which I'm, I'm currently reading a book that really is dragging one of, one of the three books, and that's why I'm reading three at a time, because I find it a struggle to get through this one book because there's too much dragging it along to... It's a it's a police procedures book on cold cases, and I think they really want oh. us to feel police procedure isn't always exciting, and this book certainly uh, exemplifies that. <laughs> it reminds me of a few years ago when we talked about that book that was meant to put you to sleep. Yes. The Sleeping Book of Sleep or something like that. Oh, that was funny. So you talked about how you don't want to be cornered um, from someone recommending you something and you not having read it, but will you take recommendations from people or specific recommendations from specific people? Um, I won't say from specific. A lot of people don't really recommend. I usually hear stuff, um, whether it's through our, our book club, uh, is probably the most uh, in a way of people, or stuff on CBC if they're talking about a certain book. But most time, I look at description, and if something interests me, I can't retain writers. I mean, some of them, okay, yeah, some of the more well-known. Um, it's all about, for me, the synopsis. If I, oh, this sounds good. The title, oh, oh, then I'll grab it. Wow. Okay. So it's simple and easy. If you like it, you'll grab it. Yeah. I'll give it Excellent. a try. And I don't like to not finish a book. So that's a real struggle to admit. Yeah. I didn't finish that book. That to me is like, shame, shame on you. 
<laughs> I can attest too to having to read sometimes uh, more than one book at a time. Now, I am not in any way a completionist. I've definitely dropped more books than I've actually completed, sad to say. Um, but I am getting more and more, you know, intrigued by the idea of <laughs> completing full books, whether I like it or not. So mm, this is an, an interesting thing for me. Event. I don't want to say I quit on it. And I've had the oh. occasion where I've quit on a book and someone said, really? Didn't you like the part where this happened? No, I, I don't remember that. I, I must not have got to that. Wow, that sounds oh, great. No. Ah, too bad, sucker. Oh, well, exactly. Okay, but you are here to give us a recommendation today. Um, and the book is called Just Mercy, A Story of Justice and Redemption by Brian Stevenson. So tell us first, give us some context. Is this like an old time favorite or is this a newer listen that you just had to tell us about? Stumbled across. I even watched the movie that was based on this. And I, I at first when I saw it, because it involves a lawyer, um, I usually figure... Oh, there's not probably a lot of action. It's a lot of courtroom stuff there. But as I read up on the summary and kind of got the idea about mercy and how it can kind of <laughs> redeem us and, and it being a true story, um, when it talks a lot about the broken legal system and anything that gets into discussing death penalties to have to not um, and looks at history to some degree, I'm always interested. Um, I, I find it the way we determine who gets executed, who doesn't, who defends it, how and places and types of people who are most affected by the criminal injustice system at times, uh, that that does get me really interested because I think I'm one of those people that wants the right people to read this, the right people to say we need to bring change and you want to see once in a while that hero, that uh, whether it's a judge or a lawyer, that is able to cut through and, and push some of the biases aside that people have. I found enough interesting stories in this book. Um, it is a longer read than I think it needed to be. I will I will say that, but it reflects different people from the poor, the wrong, wrongly uh, c- uh, convicted, uh, women mm. and children who have been really trapped in the farthest reaches of the of the justice system. So people who at twelve or thirteen committed a crime got put in jail and were forgotten about. And so, you know, really, it really showed many examples of that. Yeah, I think that's the magical part of movies. You said movie too, but movie and books like this where you get all this really important thought-provoking stuff, right? You have to think about it on a political spectrum, um, on a level of justice and injustice, but you're doing it through the story. So you said there are multiple stories that captivate us this way. Do they all kind of intertwine or...? Not so much with each other as as he starts his business as a young lawyer and his his dedication to serving and helping people in this position. And he can't help everyone. His team just cannot help everyone who requests help. Um, That made me get introduced to different people through time. Also made him reflect on other cases that he may not have been involved with, but used as examples to cite in the book. The one thing I'll say is if people tend to like to watch a movie first, then go read the book. Uh, I'm a big read the book first. I think you can forego the movie. Um, There's a lot left out when it comes to the movie. And I really felt more impact by far uh, reading the book. And maybe that's maybe a lot of people would say, well, duh, yeah, okay, Cal. But I really did feel the book was the best example, even though it was a little long and I was ready at times. Okay, um, I've got the point. I've, I've got it. 
Um, but I really felt the examples and looking at some of the injustice that we can say, oh, that's the U.S. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, a lot of it plays over here in Canada, too. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the movies are usually like the fast forward ver- versions of the books, right? So obviously there are words in the books that are just not captivated, period, in uh, the movies. But at the same time, there are things in books that you can pause and, and reflect on a whole concept because of one paragraph mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that where it, it's just too. not written that way. Yeah. Which inspire other reads because in this book there's references to other characters and other and many of the other people or situations mentioned there's writings about somewhere. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely and and that's very true if you take notes. Do you take notes when you read things like this? No. <laughs> I think only for a uh, book club, maybe just so I don't sound so silly when we're talking about them on Kelly and Company. But sure. no, I, I, I really got time for note yeah. taking. Yeah, I, I tend. You know what? Those, some people, it's it's part of the system. You know, while they yeah. read, they are looking at their next uh, adventure from this one, and it yep. spins into this whole big thing. But I, I can't do it either. Uh, I find it really hard to put down a book when I'm right in the middle of it. Even it just the, reminds the me of listening to a lecture in college and yeah, you're trying to write school. down really quickly what you're trying to hear. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I can't yeah. handle that. And and for me, it's enjoyment. So wherever I'm enjoying, whether it's laying back in the chair or going climbing into bed to listen to it before falling asleep, I, I, I just wouldn't have anything to write it down with. And, and I wouldn't mm. get up and disrupt my, you know, oh, I'm almost drifted off. But that is great. I want to make a note. Um, I think it sticks with you if you really enjoy it. But most books I read just for that entertainment of the time, just like tuning around and saying, what's on TV and putting something on. Sure. Yeah. Now, you said like earlier on, you know, you, you wish that specific people, certain kinds of people would read books like this and it, it would help better uh, the overall understanding of the concept of the justice system. But do you feel like this type of book is okay for anyone to read or is it less no. digestible? No, it, it's not okay for some people are going to find it very uh, a disturbing book. Maybe there's a little bit too much description or too much played into the execution part of it um if somebody's interested in some of the history of that it, you know you're gonna like that um i think the story is is it it's a true story uh, of his of his dealings and the stories referred to in here are true but it's certainly not for everyone do i think definitely people can read do i th- and and take something from this and say you know what I didn't really realize people were being treated in such an inhumane way and also mm-hmm. have sympathy for a lot of these people who are put in a position due to a mistake, due to economic challenges or, um, you know, intellectual challenges and people that we would say, this person shouldn't be getting executed. And yeah. I think some of the injustices when people are buried in the system and forgotten, that's terribly scary. And they don't have the means or even necessarily the in- the intellect to know how to chase down and get help to get out if it's even presented to them. A lot of the times we we choose books based on what part of it we can kind of relate to, right? Oh, it's a, yeah. it's a story about a blind person. I think I might uh, be intrigued by this one. But also on the flip side, sometimes books are too close to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that when you say disturbing, that's what kind of pops to mind. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about this right now because I know someone who's part of the, the system who was treated unjustly. Um, but it's it's very interesting to kind of lean into it right to consciously lean into something like just this to say what can we learn 
It is, and it's also, I know they say try something you wouldn't normally read. I think that is very important to a point. But sure. the reality is reading, TV watching, podcast listening, whatever you enjoy, whether it is <clears throat> sports or something like that, you have your favorite. And you're going to embrace that. And there's and sometimes I think we make it almost, well, wrong. Why do you only look those cop? stories and adventure and violence or those romance books or what's missing in your life as opposed to I'm comfortable I enjoy that for unwinding which is apparently the reason most of us read mm-hmm. absolutely Kels thank you so much for joining us today on AMI audiobook review really appreciate it and of course we'll have you back on maybe with a yes. sports chat thanks ladies we'll see uh, we'll see right yeah <laughs> Kelly McDonald is the host of Kelly and Company on AMI-audio, which you can catch 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on weekdays. I'm on there as well. I'm the co-host of Kelly and Company, although the, also the host of AMI-audio book review, along with Nisreen Abdel-Majid. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great week listening to audiobooks. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.